Welcome to the Blank Slate, and thanks for pushing play. My name's Rich Camalucci, along here with my co-host, uh, alternating host, Chris Mullet. How's it going, man? Came up with that on top of the dome, didn't you? I thought of it earlier. <laughs> you should have ran with it, dickhead. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome uh, welcome to the uh, the 1.5 version of uh, the Blank yes. Slate. The true first episode of the Blank Slate. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode, don't bother. It's really bad. No, it's not bad in content-wise. It's bad in terms of audio quality. It's bad in terms of Rich went to a dark place because it's about the Miami Dolphins. Well, and it's very outdated by this point. Well, absolutely. That said, uh, give you a little bit of a rundown about the Blank Slate. We are exactly that. Chances are you know us from Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast for the entertainment. And this is for us to talk about any and everything that isn't wrestling. Yes. So you won't get any pro wrestling talk from us here. Even though we are watching wrestling as we're recording this. <laughs> we uh, and, and we said this is the no wrestling zone, but uh, but man, I, don't worry. What I just saw, you're going to hear on a future Podswoggle. <laughs> um, uh, you may hear this giggling in the background. Uh, we have our... Our great compadres here, uh, R.J. Mills and Tim Anderson, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> they, have, uh, uh, they have wonderful opinions, as you just heard. Um, speaking of opinions, let's just get right into it. Well, I was going to say also, I just want to make sure to know, uh, you know, Rich and I are going to be on pretty much all of these. But uh, Blank Slate is also uh, an avenue for some of our friends that don't really get the chance to be on Podswoggle, even though both these gentlemen have been on Podswoggle in the past, mm-hmm. to come on and uh, entertain the masses. We have a lot of entertaining friends that yeah. uh, don't necessarily know a lot about wrestling, but know a lot about other shit, like today's topic. Yeah, And today's topic, something that we've all actually uh, been experiencing together uh, through our fantasy league for this, uh, but we are thick in the... S- in, in, in the midst, we're in the thicket. We are in the thicket midst of <laughs> award season. We're actually almost at the end of award season. Yeah, because all the other awards have been given out ex- except for this month lull for uh, the Oscars to come out. Yeah. And uh, as I alluded to before, the four of us are in a fantasy movie league. Well, three of you are in it, and. Uh... <laughs> Uh, let me, allow, allow me as the commissioner to go over what this league is. So uh, so basically, we do a fantasy movie league, uh, auction style. Uh, we do it with eight people. You can try it with as many people or as little people as you want. We're going to f- experiment with this summer. Uh, the fall season, each per- person gets 100 quote-unquote dollars to bid on during the auction. You nominate movies, you bid on them, and when you win the movie, you have a, a, a team of eight movies, for every million dollars that your movie makes, you get a point, but there is a multiplier based on Rotten Tomatoes score. So you average out the top critics and regular critic score, average that together with the audience score, and get a multiplier. So for a movie like uh, Ride Along, for instance, this made $45 million, the highest grossing Martin Luther King weekend ever. I just want to point that out, just in case everyone did not know that. I have that movie. Uh, it didn't do good with uh, actual critics, so you average 18% and 25%. As 50%, then you average the audience score, which is like 80, because people love this movie, uh, together. Uh, and then you multiply the gross by that. For Oscars, SAG Awards, Golden Globes, and Critics' Choice Awards, you get 10 points per nomination, 15 points per win. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun talking shit. Tim just did it for the first time. Yeah. And uh, how, how have you been liking it so far? Yeah, second uh, place, currently. This is my first year, yeah. I'm in second place, and I'm still, what, 250 points behind? Uh, no, it's more like 500 points. Okay. Uh, 
my highest movie was Frozen, I believe. Um, but you also had a solid roster, man. I had a pretty solid roster. I had uh, Ron Howard's Rush. Yeah. I had uh, Inside Lewin Davis, uh, which I spent probably way more points on than I should have. But I uh, am a sucker for Coen Brothers films. I spent one point on uh, 47 Ronin, <laughs> which I then uh, thankfully used another component of the of the league, which is a waiver wire system where if you think something is not going to be good or you think something else is better and no one else has picked that up yet and has not come out, uh, you can pick it up. And was this the first time you guys have tried it? Or yeah, just... first time. I have something that I've been pushing for. If you're if you're interested in doing this with your friends or group of buddies, uh, email us or send us a message on Twitter, and I'll send you the full list of rules and regulations and stuff. Or we'll try to put them on the on Podswoggle. Where, where can they email us? Uh, you can email us at theblankslatepod at gmail dot com. Did I get that right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Tim, you had a pretty solid roster. Yeah, I, mean, I knew going in that to come in second. I I thought I was gonna gonna <coughs> bring some competition, but oh, you uh, didn't say Nebraska either. Nebraska, Nebraska had after as Frozen well. is your biggest movie. Nebraska, Frozen, Inside Lewin Davis, Rush, and then I had uh, Medea's Christmas, which I kind of had uh, hopes that it, it would have, I guess, done well. Uh, box office wise, but I don't even think it did that well. Uh, and we're just being all haphazard here. The email you can email us at blankslatepodcast at gmail dot com. Our Twitter handle is at blankslatepod. That's why I was getting confused. Uh, thankfully, we don't count Razzie nominations against you because uh, Medea got nominated for every category. Yeah. Um, uh, RJ is a veteran of the movie league. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his. Uh, this is the third time we're doing it. It's his third time. It's his best performance by far because he didn't draft a movie called War of the Buttons. <laughs> and I don't remember what the fuck you did in the summer. No, I went with a strategy for this uh, for this season. Don't suck. No, nah, it worked out. I, a good what three or four rounds of uh, of drafting went by before I actually bought a movie. And I waited for everyone to have spent like a decent amount of money. I'm pretty sure you picked up. I've got it in front of me right now. Probably the Hunger Games. I don't remember how much. You no, got. I waited for a while. You picked up Gravity pretty early. Yeah. Oh well, Gravity. Nobody really. It went for like twenty five fucking bucks. Yeah. No. Well, Gravity by that first trailer, Gravity looked like it was going to be awful. No. Yeah. Uh, the first trailer. The first trailer. No one knew what to make of it. Yeah. It, it was on the fence. It's like this could either be absolutely butt fucking ridiculous, <laughs> or this could be one of the most. Fantastic cinematic rides mm. of the past five years. So. And also, if you follow movie news, you'd heard so much about it. It's like, well, so Fonzo Corone, so it, it's going to be great, but it starts out with like a 15 minute shot. Yeah. <laughs> but if you know Alfonso Cuaron, like, that's his, he has that for breakfast. <laughs> the full, uh, the first half of the movie is only like three or four shots, and they are. Beautiful. They're gorgeous. But uh, well, then let's actually get into because if anything, this first part of the conversation just showed how much fun a movie league is yeah. and how wrapped up you can get in it and talk about it so many for so long after the fact. And that's while you guys have nothing to play for anymore as well, because you know, I <laughs> no. Uh, let me ask you, Rich, are you having fun? I'm, I'm. I got the I'm scores cruising, right in front I'm of me. I'm cruising. All right. I ain't I gonna win. I ain't gonna lose. Of the four of us present right now, Rich is currently in sixth place with all but one of his movies out and 468 points. I'm in third place with 836. Tim at 850, and Chris Mullet at 1,397. 
American Hustle, Hunger Games, <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club, Philomena, Ride Along. Let's not forget Ride Along here. And Plus, I have Kill Your Darlings, which is like one point. And it's just all, came all over my face. Rich's fault. No, well, you know. Uh, well, what movies do you have left to come out? No, I just had Ride Along and then Nut Job come out. Those are my last two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for everyone listening along, if you <laughs> no rally behind going to see me, Pompeii. and everyone go and see Pompeii and RoboCop, <laughs> rate them high on Rotten Tomatoes, bring all your friends, bring all your family. Uh, I have a shot at winning this, you guys. Probably the greatest comeback that has ever happened in this game. I told Tim if he wins this league, I'm going to suck his dick. There's also never been a comeback in this game. So, But beyond, beyond talking about our own league, which you know no one ever wants to hear about anyone else's fantasy football league, so why would we talk about our own? Let's get to the actual movies that ended up making up this league. What were some of this season's highlights, lowlights? What didn't you get to see that you wanted to? What are you glad you missed? Uh, first, uh, The first thing that I just want to point out right off the bat is Frozen, which uh, for a Disney animated movie, you knew it was going to make somewhere in the 200 range, but it hit 300 million in a surprisingly short amount of time, and I think it's still going. Do it you know what it's at right now? It's 330, 340 maybe. None it's, of us saw that coming. It's about, I think it's about to pass The Lion King. I mean, that's, I that's not, that's unadjusted, and yeah, no inflation, but uh, uh, one, it was delightful, and two, uh, two, fuck Disney World, because I was there last week, and all my wife wants is a goddamn Olaf. Guys, get, guys, give my woman an Olaf. Disney World is out of Frozen merchandise. That's how popular this movie is. They have merchandise for everything in, in bulk. And I went to someone who's like, I haven't seen any Frozen stuff. Yeah, we are out. When you get, oh, we don't know. <laughs> like I, uh, Tim, did you see Frozen? I did see Frozen, yeah. Okay, so I'm the only one in the room that hadn't seen it. Have you seen it, RJ? Okay, so. I, you would love it. <laughs> <laughs> that much? Because you're like, deep. You're a fan of musicals. It's a straight-up musical. Really? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's straight-up musical. Idina Menzel. Oh, uh, uh... Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, Idina Menzel, but uh, Robert Lopez did the music, didn't he? He's yeah. the uh, Avenue Q guy. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I saw him at the Golden Globes, and I was like, oh, shit! Josh Gad, Book of Mormon, like... Yeah. This movie's got a pedigree. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, shit, so I guess I gotta go see fucking Frozen, then. Despite the fact that we're all apparently experts in musical theater, I'm the only gay in the room. I know nothing about musical theater. <laughs> as as far as like in comparison to Disney movies, like I've I've seen a lot of people like on Facebook and social media just say this, this is like one of the best Disney movies of like a long time. It's it's the best since the Golden Era. If you think of like our childhood, and you think of the streak from Little Mermaid to Lion King, yeah. and then Hunchback of Notre Dame had to fuck it. No, Pocahontas had to start fucking everything up. Yeah. And then Hunchback of Notre Dame was just like, ah, screw this. <laughs> and then Hercules was just like, yeah, Danny DeVito, of course he's a satyr. And then Tarzan's <laughs> like, fuck Phil Collins. And then it's a pick, just Pixar. <laughs> when you said that, I imagined Danny DeVito as a Passover feast. <laughs> As a, yeah. as a satyr, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if that's the first time anyone's ever said, fuck Phil Collins. No. No. Not at all. Peter Gabriel says that every night. That's <laughs> what he eats for breakfast, is saying that. Tim and I went to go see American Hustle together. Yeah, we did. And then the 
Was it the day after we saw, or was it like a, a it was, week later? It was, it was like four days later. We saw Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Just to compare and contrast what are probably up for, well, yeah, both up for Best Picture, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, should we just go, like, category by category and just, like, talk about... Yeah, that's what we Yeah, uh, let me pull up the nominees. Uh, while we are uh, uh, stalling, we're going to talk about the summer later on, probably, right? Or are we going to wait to do that for an actual uh, show? We can, we can spend a minute. Let's talk about, like... Upcoming, yeah, I was going to say, uh, we're going to assume new current or upcoming. Yeah, no, we can wait. Okay, we can wait. Okay, that's one. So we're going to bring that up. We're waiting. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Uh, RJ, while we're, while we're pulling the Oscar nominees, how excited for your fellow homosexual, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, hosting this year? I mean, I gotta like her, man. She's our leader. <laughs> <laughs> what is, can, can you really quickly, this is like totally off topic, but like, what is like the president, like who's, all right, so she's like the president of the gays? No, nah, NPH, Neil Patrick Harris. Okay, Neil that's Patrick what I was gonna get to. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, what is yeah? What is the the executive branch of the gays? Is Zachary Quinto like Secretary of the Interior? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'd say there's just the two. Uh, all, all the lesbians. All the no, all the lesbians got theirs, and all the gays like got ours. And surprisingly, we don't agree on much, so we keep it pretty se- separate but equal. I'm gonna work on this. Like Martina <laughs> Navratilova is like Secretary of Defense. Clay Aiken's like the court jester. <laughs> Rich, you got those stats yet? <laughs> uh, the the nominees, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first one listed here, is, uh, as it goes in American or, or American order, American, American order. Hustle. I did not like this movie. Seconded, thirded. I like this movie, <laughs> not because it gave me the most points, but it's, I'm a David O. Russell fan. I, which is funny, because for a guy that hated I Heart Huckabee's, uh, when all my cool friends in high school loved it. I fucking love the fighter. Silver Linings Playbook was fan- phenomenal. And I liked it wasn't as good as the fighter. It wasn't as good as Silver Linings Playbook. It was a performance movie. Yeah. I will say you could be a David O. Russell fan and still hate this movie. Yeah. It's it's a small <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> it's a small Oscar, but I think the biggest upset of the entire Oscar nominations is that this movie did not get hair st- hair and makeup. It did an amazing. If it was going to get anything. <laughs> no, this is worth talking hey, about. Hey, man. Don't fuck with Johnny Knoxville and hair and makeup, all right? He's got that on lock. <laughs> Although, uh, 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 best side boob, I believe. This is the only nomination. <laughs> no, that was, was it side boob? I think it's full boob. No, 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 no. no. You're thinking of Wolf of Wall Street. No, 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 be- no, 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 no. Amy Adams. Amy Adams, she shows a tit. Yeah. Everything else is all side. Yeah, I hate to skip ahead a little bit, but I think Rich uh, nailed it after we saw Wolf of Wall Street. He said if you took all the uh, suggested drug use or implied drug use and side boob in from American, American Hustle, Hustle and made that full frontal female nudity an actual drug use in, in Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street, it'd be almost equal. There is so much cocaine and boobs and pussy in Wolf of Wall Street that it looks like, like Sam Kennison's dreams. <laughs> That's what was flashing as he died. Exactly, and that's why he was so happy. But you know, American also like I've heard that it's you know it's it's severely overrated. And I would agree, it is overrated. There's no way that it deserved to be like one of the top three award getting movies of the year. Um, but that said, I enjoyed it. I can appreciate it. And uh, yeah, Bradley Cooper's really good at his job. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I Bradley Cooper was good. He was good. Uh, I honest, ah, man. Yeah, what do you think of Christian Bale, Rich? He was okay. <laughs> he was okay. 
No, he I, he was he was doing an elongated De Niro impression, which De Niro, De, yeah, De Niro <laughs> then showed up, out De Niroed his De Niro, and which was cool because like my first thought when I saw De Niro in that one scene was like, oh cool De Niro's kind of giving his sort of like his extended blessing uh, of like yeah this is like you know kind of a in the vein of a, like a Scorsese Goodfellas type casino type deal, but then I realized oh no. In a movie chock full of David O. Russell people, Robert De Niro is also just a David O. Russell person from Silver Linings. Which, by the way, that was the by far the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. And there was except, except yeah. the ending of the scene, like you and I talked about. Yeah. Except the ending of the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no, yeah, there's no. There, it builds it up like there's going to be so much stakes if you know the scene we're talking about, and then. Right at the end, it just is a big floppy dick. Yeah, and then it's Michael Pena can s- drum up one sentence. Yeah. Which that's all he had to do to begin with. Right. Like, spoiler alert, and, uh, you know. This whole yeah, this whole podcast obviously is spoilers. But it sets up like, oh, yeah, he's got a few phrases in, in, in Arabic that he can you know bust out if he needs to. And all of a sudden, Robert De Niro's asking a bunch of questions and just straight up starts talking fluid-ass Arabic as if he was talking to the Iron Sheik. Sorry for the wrestling. That's a penalty. That's a penalty. What happens if I bring up wrestling? Didn't, like, didn't, like, did we say, like, you were not allowed to t- talk on the show until someone says your name? I think is what it was. It was like Jinx. Yeah. It was like Jinx. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it reaches out of the podcast until someone hey, says, Ah, oh, fuck! Ah! Ah! Suck on my dick! That's what's going to happen. Well, we're going to, don't worry, we're going to get the hang of that and how to torture each other with it. So he starts talking in, in Arabic, and then everyone collectively is shitting their pants. Like, oh my God, this is the toughest, roughest, tumbling gangster in all of the Eastern Hemisphere. And then some drunk guy stumbles in, Michael Pena, who was for no reason like, oh, we have two fake sheiks now. And then, oh yeah, you can say it, and it gets out of it. And, and then, like the, the whole movie builds up life or death stakes, and then there is n- l- neither life nor death. Yeah. Nice, nicely said. <laughs> Captain Phillips, Tom Hanks in general for this entire uh, award season. I didn't see it either, but just from the way everyone talked about it, it was. It sounds like it was what you would expect. From the movie, it, like judging from the trailer, same thing with Gravity when we get to it. The trailer comes out, and it's like, all right, if it's good, I know what it's going to be like. But it, on the chance that it's bad, I have a feeling I can figure picture what that's going to be like, too. Turns out it was great, and it was what we would all figure. If the news didn't exist, then Paul Greengrass wouldn't have a career. Because it's, all he does is like, oh, look at this traumatic event. I can't wait to put this in front of cameras. <laughs> like, that's all he can, except the Bourne series, which I guess it doesn't count. But it's just, I look forward to seeing it for Tom Hanks. And also, I look forward to seeing if that uh, that Barkad Abdi guy is actually uh, is actually good or not. Doesn't that kind of say something, though? If he could take shit that we all know happened, and we all know how it ends... And still make it compelling, and and still make you, you know, get really involved in it. Isn't that doesn't that say something? Isn't that like a a, a special type of niche talent almost? Uh, the you guys didn't see the movie, so you'll know. Uh, they the 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 movie begins in the perspective 
of the pirates. Okay. So it gives you like the uh, look into their world, like, hey, there is no good guy. If anyone, it's the people fucking over that country that are the bad guys. These guys are just trying to live because they've got AK-47s being pointed at their head if they don't get a boat. So for that reason alone, it's not so much the performance of the actor as much as the story itself that makes you feel like there's two sides to this shit. That said, they're apparently like the final sequence of the movie, like Tom Hanks, is just apparently out of his mind. Like just yeah. the performance is just bonkers. Yeah. Well, according to the Academy, it's not as good as Christian Bale in American House. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I think this right here is the longest conversation anyone's ever had about the movie, though, so we can move on. All right, well, next up would be Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, I'm the only person in the room that saw it, right? Yeah, you are. Uh, all right. I, I actually have been meaning to talk a few things about this movie. Uh, I mentioned at dinner, uh, McConaughey deserves everything he gets. As somebody that has watched Matthew McConaughey grow up before our eyes. Uh, well, McConaughey deserves everything he should get. For the fact that we need to hear him accept as many awards as possible. Yeah, I. Somebody may have said this, but for Christ's sake, give McConaughey like a thirty-minute podcast. <laughs> Comes out bi-weekly, and it's co-hosted by Mr. Stone. It, t- <laughs> it took Matthew McConaughey to win awards for good movies to reach his romantic comedy potential by just accepting those awards. <laughs> like he's great as like the affable dude you want to sure. date. When he's winning awards for good shit. Um, so he's amazing in it. Uh, it's Again, it's a performance movie like American Hustle. The story itself is pretty cut and dry. You know, they're trying to help people with AIDS. And, oh, it's go figure. This guy that's trying to do this, he hates gay people. And then his whole world gets turned upside down. Uh, Jared Leto is overrated in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, did he deserve what he got? And well, who was he running against for best supporting actor in the Golden? Well, we're gonna get there in a little bit. It's Fassbender from Twelve Years a Slave, who's supposed to be awesome, but it's such a dislikable character that it's hard to root the, to go for. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Barkhad Abdi, and Jonah Hill. Who, if I had a vote, Jonah Hill would been because oh yeah, he killed it. Yeah, he was fucking awesome in that movie, which we'll get to in a little bit, but. Jared Leto, it's one of those, man, how difficult is it to lose a bunch of weight and dress like a woman? Yeah. It's, it sucks because, and he's not, I can honestly think of maybe 15 sentences he says in the movie. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he has, the first scene with him and McConaughey is really good when they're in the hospital together. It's like, okay, I'm lo- really looking forward. It's like, that was really good. I can't wait to see what else he does. And then he just kind of like does some drugs and does like some feminine stuff. And the most powerful scene in the movie is spoiler alert. Uh, he goes to, like to help money to finance uh, the you know the buyers club. He goes to see his dad, who's a banker, and he dresses like a dude. Like he goes to the bank and like he's dressed in a suit, and you know he looks weird because he doesn't have any eyebrows. And that's like a powerful scene. But everything in between is just like, oh, there he is. He's yeah, he's still dressed like a woman. Cool. <laughs> Uh, that said, uh, of all the movies that I've seen, uh, you know, it, it was very good. I think it deserves a nomination, but uh, I would probably never watch it again in my entire life. But you'll still buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next movie is Gravity, which we've all seen. It'll pull you down. Gravity it <laughs> isn't a Schoolhouse Rock song, right? It's a school- I'm, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. It's Schoolhouse Rock. I'm pretty sure that's a Gravity. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. Thing about gravity, it's just pretty. 
you walked out of that theater and you're like, I'm impressed. It wasn't the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I'm impressed that we can do that now with movies. I think it was more than just pretty. I, I compared this movie in the tension that it built to The Hurt Locker in that there were moment there was moment upon moment where my butthole was at a zero <laughs> diameter my nose yeah. yeah and like i don't care if it was just thing after thing of like oh how's sandra bullock going to get out of this the fucking scene where uh she's hallucinating and like yeah. Clooney opens the door it's like oh, no no <laughs> yeah Every, there's a person behind me that was just like what <laughs> there's like that's it that's what <laughs> I it didn't matter what predicament she got in, like there was still like, all right, it, it's now it's like, now how's this gonna get worse, and how is she gonna get out of it? Because I can't think of how, and and I don't care about the actual science of it, whether it, it, it works or not. It it built tension, and unlike for me for the Hurt Locker, like this was clearly very fantastical. Um, whereas like the Hurt Locker, man, that shit was just too real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ain't never even been to the desert. It took, uh, for me at least, as far as just the tension, it took silence because most of the most terrifying things that happened there, mm-hmm. there was absolutely no sound. It was mm-hmm. all visual, which a movie has never gone that silent, that much zero butthole before that I can at least think of. Yeah. So for that reason, it just being purely what you see. I don't. I I get really like my the hairs on the back of my head whenever the Jaws theme go up, but they didn't have yeah. that in this movie. Um, actually, uh, just on that note, a movie that came out uh, a few years back that didn't have any uh, score whatsoever. Uh, actually, was Red State. Have you seen Red State? No score in that whatsoever. It's, it, it's effective. And to get that Kevin Smith. Plug I I recently uh, just watched um, Gravity. Uh, no Country for Old Men. Ah. which I don't think I had a score either. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't think of one. Um, and like, still one of the most like tense movies of all time. Uh, Gravity, I didn't see uh, for the wimpiest w- reason, probably, is I just have horrible motion sickness, and <laughs> and that was the sole reason I did not see it. Uh, to to illustrate this, uh, I was in Chicago for spring break uh, in two thousand and ten, eleven. And uh, I I went to some museum in Chicago, whatever. And there was a like an IMAX movie, or not an IMAX movie, but like one of those like things you like you look up. It's like the uh, fucking like a laser light show would be or whatever like that. Uh, and they were showing a movie. Um, it's like Kelly Slater riding giants or whatever. And they were just like, hey, let's put a handy cam on top of fucking Kelly Slater's surfboard <laughs> and send him to like Australia and have him ride waves. And I was like. <laughs> Sitting back, looking up into the screen, and it's just like, whoom, like the fucking just waves just rolling yeah. around, and I threw up in a bathroom. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, so, I mean, would it would it make me do that? Is it that kind of movie? I don't think so. Should I? I mean, at this point, I'm probably because I, I feel like it's every, a movie you need to see in theaters. Yeah, everyone's been like that. It's like the uh, what everyone was saying when Avatar first came out or whatever. It's like you got to see in theaters. Yeah. Preferably it's a, it's a, in 3D. It's a big screen. Don't see it in 3D. It's a big screen movie, though. Okay. I, uh, I, if, if and when I have a vote in the Academy, um, were to vote for Best Picture, I would be torn between this and Wolf of Wall Street, and I might lean towards this. 
really. for overall like film like achievement. I I see what you're talking about. For yeah, for effectiveness, for degree, and for degree of difficulty. Right. Um, and also, like I haven't seen Blue Jasmine because it came out in the summer, and Woody Allen comes out like six movies a year. It feels like, uh, but you know, Sandra Bullock. How dare she get? She's like. Oh no! I almost made a wrestling reference. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh man! Shit! Remind me! Remind me later. Uh, but um, like she got really good at her job way yeah. too late in the game because she's fantastic. Week of the week. No, this movie blindsided me. Week of the week. <laughs> oh yeah, there's still week of the weeks. There are still week of the weeks. Ah. Uh. No, nah, it was good. So you need to get up the speed on this one. <laughs> uh, so, in your opinions, this movie lives up to its hype. I, I would, I would have. I just said I would vote for it for yeah. best film. It, so. it met my hype. It met my hype. I think it exceeded my hype. But that said, the hype was very high. Yeah. Tim. Oh, Tim oh you haven't seen I it. Haven't yeah, seen Tim it. threw up watching a <laughs> Kelly Slater movie. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile. Uh, in Tim's bathroom. All right. Meanwhile, on me in Wild Arctic in SeaWorld. <laughs> uh, next movie nominated is Her. Has anyone else seen yeah. Her? I've seen it, and RJ's seen it. Uh, I'm bitter about this because going back to the league, uh, I was gunning for this movie since I first heard about it, and uh, my buddy Jeff. Uh, took it from me uh, in the bidding by one point. Yeah, and you guys almost traded that, which I love that the two trades, the one trade that happened and the trade that almost happened would have been identical in that her and Nebraska are pretty close on points. You got the better end. And the other trade was the counselor for old boy, which set the league on fire. (laughs) Two points for one point. (laughs) So her. Yeah. Yeah. All right, because uh, we haven't talked about this yet, have no, we? No, yeah, I got. I mean, you've probably seen the same Facebook posts I have in our wall. Everyone says either it's beautiful it. or there's like it's heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, I I have very deep feelings about this movie. So. I didn't feel anything. It's a concept movie. You have to like be open to the concept, otherwise you're just going to be bored. And that's exactly what I was feeling the whole time. That and that Scarlett Johansson sounds exactly like Rashida Jones. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Just try. Listen. I can, I can hear it, but no, she's a little bit more husky in the voice. Yeah, and in the titties. Um, Don John was great. I'm just going to put that right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I. I I haven't seen her yet. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to, but I want to predict, because I haven't read, I want to predict what is so heartbreaking about it. I had, a, I, I had three guesses. Okay. One of them's stupid. It better not be it. Like, he doesn't, like, lose power, and, like, he can't get her back, right? Okay, no. good. Because I was like, if that's the case, and that's just, like, fucking, this would have been directed by the Fairley Brothers, then. Uh, that probably would have been a better ending than what actually happened. Okay. Uh, does, like... Because it's, uh, she's, like, uh, she's, like, Siri, right? Yeah. Basically, Okay. So like everybody has Siri, yeah. Well, so in the like movie, she, so is she, so she, like everyone has this, and he thinks it just, and he thinks that it's just her his. But but it's not. Uh, everyone has a Samantha. Um, that's a name that she gave herself because she went read a book of names like that and liked Samantha. Yeah. It's it's like it's it's an artificial intelligence that can get smart. It's essentially every. Absolutely scary element of every like dystopian future Terminator type it's thing. Like a romantic film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's actually the sequel to Through- Robots. 
<laughs> what was that, Tim? I said it's the sequel to iRobot. Yeah. It's it's essentially through rose colored glasses. So so that's like the sad things he realized that he's not special to her. Is that what it is? No. Well, no. The answer is no. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's very it's very us and no, them. But yes, it is though. Yes. Yeah. How? I well, I don't want to spoil it, we, but this whole thing's oh. Well, there's a there's a point it's... where it's like oh yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah. That I. Yeah, but it's very us and them, in a way. Here, I want to get into some more like specific things about the movie, though. Uh-huh. Um, the performances and whatnot, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> there are way too many close-ups of Joaquin Phoenix yes. for you to not notice his stupid-ass mouth. <laughs> Even with the mustache? Because that's the thing. If it was you know, more like medium shots, you wouldn't be able to notice it. But because it's close up, you can see like, yeah, that's where the mustache really helps his stupid fucking lip. And the only reason he got the part of Johnny Cash is because he can do that thing with his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason he was Johnny Cash. Uh, the, I, I love the idea of the future world, the not-so-distant future world that's been very talked about, uh, that Spike Jones like, created and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know where all the black people went. No, that is something well, I was thinking. Not a black person uh, in the movie? Also, there's like maybe not one single black person but there, in the movie. There's also uh, so apparently many L- Asians. Well, apparently, well, L.A. District 11. <laughs> Apparently, Los Angeles and Japan had a merger. <laughs> a business. Is that an actual plot point? No, no, I said no. apparently. Well, are they in like San Francisco or are they in LA? No, they're LA. in LA. Okay. San Francisco, my buddy's angry out there and he's like, there's Asians everywhere. No, I mean, they go to the Catalina wine mixer and everything. Every Asian girl is everywhere. You see LA. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I mean, that, like those things kind of bothered me, but that said, it's still like really cool. The plot was just too okay with itself. It got uh, along with itself a little too easily to the point where I just didn't care about it, following it myself. It anymore. was also uh, <laughs> the idea that this guy works at a place called handwrittenletters.com <laughs> and can afford the most baller ass apartment. Yeah, well, movies, man. Shark Tank. Do you go in Shark Tank? No, he just works there. He just works there. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't, yeah. doesn't own the company? No, he's an employee. Oh, okay. He, like he, I think he says his employee number is like 461. Yeah. Um, I know you wish you had a little bit more Chris Pratt in the movie. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> also, too Chris much Pratt. Chris, pa- Chris Pratt mustache. Is that why he took Delivery Man? What? Is that why he took Delivery Man? He was in, he was in that up. movie. Shut up. Shut and, the fuck uh, up. How much are you going to bet on Guardians of the Galaxy then? Oh, where he's the lead. Nah, I I tried so much harder with Lego Movie. Oh, <laughs> he had for like eight bucks. Here, here's the thing, um, and maybe why you didn't maybe connect with the movie as much as some other people are, is that uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character I think is a character that was meant for a lot of people who would see a movie like her to be able to project themselves onto and sort of then experience the feelings that. 
you would if you were in his shoes. So that's why I think you you know you still see a lot of really good things about it, but they're all very different. Where it's it's beautiful, it's heartbreaking. I just, I left depressed as fuck and then rode my bike to Taco uh, Bell. That's why RJ's dead inside. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, no, the one here's one scene that can pretty much single handedly uh, explain why I don't like this movie, and it's not giving anything away. The computers refer to themselves as what a uh, AI. AI or no no OS OS That's it. Yeah. So uh, essentially, Walking uh, Phoenix dates an OS. That's not giving anything away, and this is a little spoilery, but. Walking uh, Phoenix, who what's his character's name? It'd be so much easier than keep saying walking, uh, and <laughs> and his uh, OS go on a date with Chris Pratt and his girlfriend at the time, and all three of the actual people in this date seem like nothing's weird. They can all hear the OS Samantha, and they're all like treating her like la la la. She's actually sitting here with well, us. Well, they all have the things yeah, in their no, ear. yeah. Well, they have the, they can hear them through the earpiece. But what my point is, none of them at any point treat this as anything other than a normal date. And the fact that they took that away from the plot, like you know, you're dating a computer. No, they, that gets addressed. That. that there are they people hint at it. They it gets addressed that there so are people that. Think it's fucked up and weird, but then there's other open-minded people that are like, "Hey, it's cool." Like when he first told him, "Like, oh, we should double days." Like I'm dating an OS. He's like, "Yeah, let's go, let's do this." Yeah. That was my fear. I haven't seen it, but that was my fear. Was that I don't know if anyone's ever seen Lars and the Real Girl or have heard about it. It's uh, it's uh, a movie. It's with um, Ryan Gosling where he's like some weird introvert that like lives in like his like dead parent shack or something, and he dates a blow-up doll. Uh, and like everyone treats it like, oh yeah, he's dating a blow-up doll, and anyone that like, like people try, and then it doesn't work because it's a blow-up doll, and it's just like I don't want to watch that mess for an hour and forty-five minutes. That's why I was worried about this movie. How being. is Amy here's, Adams in it? Though? Here, well, here's the difference in that is this uh, in this world, he's not the only one. Okay, so that makes okay, it's so perfect. It, yeah, it's like it's a thing that's happening yeah, yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah, he's not breaking any new ground. It's just you know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Amy Adams is uh, she's good. She's you know, she's she's mousy girl. Amy Adams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's an Olivia Wilde scene, which is pretty fun, uh, and uh, Rooney Mara. But that said, Scarlett Johansson, like even it's just a vocal performance, was really fucking great. Oh, just as an aside, I saw an Olivia Wilde movie, uh, Drinking Buddies. Yes. Um, I'm so glad you watched that. What'd you think? Oh, well, she's naked in a scene, so that's cool. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was it was weird. It was it was uh, a little too real in parts. That's what that's what I loved about it. Um, Is it fucking nailed? Yeah, it? It, yeah, it's pretty true to what would happen to a normal person in a similar yeah. situation. Well, and it's also just true to like. For Christ's sake, the way we talk. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone talks, and I've mentioned this to you, Mullet, uh, that when Clerks came out, everyone was like, man, we really talk like that. We say fuck a lot. But they didn't hear any other word in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when I watch this, yeah. with the cadences and the pauses and, like, restarting a sentence, yeah, just the way that shit went down, just... Help just put you right in it because it was really it felt it felt like you were just kind of standing back and like actually in the room. It really yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really yeah, good. good, and I just fucking love Jake Johnson. That dude's awesome. Yeah, who is that guy? He's he, he's on New Girl and he's done like bit parts in movies and yeah, stuff he was like great. that. He's he's great. And then the other guy was oh yeah, Ron Livingston. 
Yeah. Uh, Jake Johnson looks like David Crumholtz to me. Yeah, no, that's who I originally. I forgot what movie. I now think it beard. was when he was the principal in Twenty One Jump Street. I'm like, oh shit, David Crumholtz. Oh. Yeah, or, or Bernard the Elf. For oh, he was the principal in Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, that yeah guy Jake Johnson. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he has that one line. It's like, can you guys not be weird or for like? <laughs> yeah. I don't. That was a great movie. Anyway. What's next? But I'm glad you brought up Drinking Buddies because I was eventually going to bring that up. Yeah. Next is the movie I actually double billed with her, Nebraska. I didn't see it as I haven't seen a lot of movies. I'm 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 bad. I'm a bad <laughs> participant. Uh, but uh, I I had this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Alexander so Payne. Have you seen Election? No. Have you seen Sideways? Mm, yeah, a while ago, once I think. Have you seen Up in out. the Air? Yes. Yes, he did. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of The Descendants is what I was thinking of, which was Alexander Payne, uh, which is fucking great. Uh, yeah, Alexander Payne makes good films, uh, so I'm really excited to see Nebraska. I fell asleep during election when I tried to watch it. Really? Oh, I love election. I wanted to like it. I heard a lot of great things. But Nebraska... As, a, as the only person who's seen it in the room. I... Left the th- I was in the theater loving this movie. I left the theater loving this movie, and I still love this movie. It's a great movie. I have a feeling it's going to be incredibly rewatchable. If it were not in black and white, it'd probably get pretty decent cable play on like AMC and shit. It, it'll get it's it'll still like IFC will eat that movie up. Yeah. That's the thing with Alexander Payne movies is like they're so rewatchable because there's so many like I will still watch Sideways and pick up shit. Yeah. Sideways is like probably like my top like fifteen twenty in like movies. It's fucking great. When the movie starts, probably the biggest distraction is sort of the way the characters are delivering the dialogue, and it doesn't seem that natural. But shortly after that, you just kind of accept, like, oh, this is just the weird way these people talk, and it's just kind of the way it's written. And it's, it is, it's a funny fucking movie. It is one of the funniest movies of the year, and I'm not, like, just... All of his movies like that. The other movie I was thinking of was fucking About Schmidt, which I also love. It's, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just Jack Nicholson talking to a fucking impoverished black kid through letters for two hours. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, uh, Bruce Dern was fantastic in this movie. Uh, Forte crushed it. June Squibb was the shit. Never been in the first time that's ever been said. <laughs> <laughs> Except like maybe bingo where she won like three times. June Squib, you are the shit. $125. What a night. <laughs> there's like the thing I love about this movie is there's like a fucking villain eventually. Like halfway through the movie, there's a fucking villain, and it's fucking great. Oh my god. Odenkirk. Odenkirk's fucking awesome in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, he is in this. Nice. Uh, highly recommend you see Nebraska. It's not a big screen movie. You don't have to see it yeah. uh, in a theater, but definitely see it whenever you can. And it, it was the other thing. I think you asked me the other night, like, if the black and white, like, bothered me or whatever. I realize this is about black and white movies. Like, you really stop noticing it's in black and white, like, ten yeah. minutes into the movie. Yeah, never bothered me about the artist. Didn't bother me about, what was the other one? Like, the past few years it was in black and white. Wasn't there, like, another, um, what am I thinking? Oh, Good Night and Good Luck. Yeah. Well, it was much further, but yeah, no, fucking, Yeah. Those movies, I love movies like that. I th- I heard weren't people calling Nebraska really sad? I think initially because they thought like if you look at the trailer, like when I saw the trailer, I was not excited. I was like, this does not seem like an Alexander Payne movie. Just because it seems so fucking sad. Yeah, I I, I think it because it featured it was in black and white and it featured. Bruce Dern stumbling and mumbling around. It was like, oh man, we're gonna have to go watch. Will Forte d- tap dance around this, I guess. 
Um, it's it's a funny fucking movie. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and I was okay talking a little bit longer about those movies because up next we have Philomena. Philomena, anyone? You saw it? I saw it. Thanks for the money, buddy. I saw it. All uh, right, uh, go. Um, fucking Catholics, man. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> you also just reviewed Doubt. <laughs> uh, no, you want me to? You talk also about just it? reviewed The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly, because I mean, like, I was thinking, because normally I would see every single movie. And Judy Dench, like, Judy it's Dench. hard to talk shit about Judy Dench. But it's like, I just don't give him, I don't care. Yeah. I like no. Steve Coogan. I love Steve Coogan. Yeah. Don't see this just for Judy Dench. She plays an old woman that's, you know, got her funny because she's so old, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie doesn't have any real reason to have the Oscar buzz whatsoever. Uh, it's just kind of a movie that came out, and Judy Dench is in it, so we might as well give it some buzz. Damn right. That's it. And the story is just some fucking Catholics. All right. I, I was a little surprised that it was actually nominated for yeah. Best Picture. It, uh, it, because you can go up to ten, and it went to nine, right? It went, or did we get to ten? I forget. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, so we can go up to ten, and people were like, "Well, if it goes, to, it's definitely going to go to eight. And all the the ones that were rumored were Philomena, Inside the Will and Davis, mm-hmm. uh, Saving Mr. Banks, and Blue Jasmine. And they're like, one of them's getting in, if not two. And somehow mm-hmm. it was Philomena. Uh, if and Rush, I forgot about Rush. I mean, my mom saw it and she cried. Uh, there's a lot of moms who are just going who are going to say this is the best movie of the year. So they're that's all the moms probably... that gave away a kid, I think, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably why it's got so much love is just because it's you know it's a it's a it's a sad family kind of tale. Then this season doesn't really have many of those, so they're just going to go with whatever true you can bring your kids to that isn't a happily ever after kind of. Story. Yeah, there's really not any movie that's sad at all about slavery or anything this year. Um, sp- you can take your beautiful kids segue. <laughs> Twelve Years a Slave, starring Chewy Tell Ejiofor. Didn't see it. I I practiced saying his name for like maybe three straight minutes Say one day. Chewy Tell Ejiofor. Now with like a tad British accent. Should we tell Ejiofor? <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it, I'm still kicking my ass. I didn't get a chance to see this when we had it in town. Just super busy. But uh, am I the only person in the room that's seen Shame? Uh, I think you are. Steve McQueen's last movie. The Michael Fassbender penis movie. Uh, I love how movies get those titles. like the Dakota Fanning rape movie. Yeah. The Michael Fassbender penis movie. The Olivia Wilde naked movie. <laughs> the Zac Efron piss movie. <laughs> Jonah Hill's prosthetic penis movie. No, I'm sorry. That's the Nicole Kidman peeing on Zac Efron movie. Too many names. Wait, what? Uh, last year, there was a movie called The Paperboy, which uh, Patrick had. Uh, it was like some weird movie. The guy that did Hustle and Flow directed it. Okay. Um, uh, and at one point, Zac Efron's character gets like stung by a jellyfish. So Nicole Kidman pees on him to like help the wound. Like not even pees in a cup and then pours it on? Like just pees like, on piss us on. I don't see it. Yeah. Fuck. The Helen Hunt sex movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it still freaks me out. But um, but I, I saw Shame, and when uh, the year that I saw Shame, it was my favorite movie because not even that I liked Michael Fassbender's dick, I liked his acting dick. Um, no, it was a wonderfully performed movie, but also it was like the, one of the best directed movies I'd ever seen. Like every shot was wonderful. It was so uh, it was so seamless. So like hearing that he did this and it being like a period piece. It's like, oh, this isn't pandering at all. He just wants to tell the story. Also, I'm, I, I still get confused every now and then that it's not like, 
like bullet Steve McQueen, and it's like black British Steve McQueen. Every time I hear it, I'm like, what? he did what? He's been dead for how long? <laughs> but uh, yeah, every everybody says it's absolutely incredible, and I look forward to it coming back in a town so I can see it. Last film nominated for Best Picture. I think we can go on for a while about this. Is it true that was a that was Matthew McConaughey's improvising? That's just what he does to get himself pumped up. Oh my! For DiCaprio like saw it and he's like, "What's that? What what I do, man? What I do?" He's like, "Use that. All right." Uh, no, my brother of all people told me that he's like 15, and but he just loves Scorsese, and he just read everything he could about this movie, and I did not believe that one at all. I real goldfish. can't wait. What it was a real goldfish? Fucking no fantastic. way! What? I'll pull it up on IMDb. I fucking love did Scorsese really? so much. <laughs> Scorsese is the absolute best director. Hold on. Or boss. Real, He's your boss on that movie. He's the best boss of all time. Real goldfish, fake penis? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, funny enough, fake midgets, actually. Fake, fake midgets. Know? They were CGI'd right. in. Yeah. I can't wait to uh, see real, the... F- real Kyle Chandler, actually. Uh, and, that, and that hurricane was real, too. They had to <laughs> I can't wait to see the four-and-a-half-hour cut of this movie. Yeah, uh... I'm just gonna like talk about this movie, and I'm just gonna like pull up trivia on IMDb about this movie. So uh, di- uh, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows that the real Jordan Belfort was the guy at the end of the movie. Uh, crushed B vitamins was uh, how much? How healthy is everybody? From all <laughs> they the- use for coke. Yeah. Uh, the chest beating and humming performed by McConaughey is actually a warming up ritual that he performs before acting. DiCaprio saw it. He encouraged it to use him in their scene. Uh, Margot Robbie, who Margot Robbie. She was really good in one way or another. Uh, has revealed that she accidentally slapped Leonardo DiCaprio more violently than she intended to while shooting a scene. She had a little lost in the moment, slapped his face, and said, Fuck you! There was a stunned silence, and everyone started laughing, but she feared that DiCaprio would sue her. Uh, she apologized, and but he impressed them and asked to be hit again. Uh, uh, she had three shots of tequila before she did her first nude scene. That's just Scorsese's yeah. back pocket. Uh, the old woman kissing scene took 27 takes. Uh, uh, what else? I'm so glad that took 27 takes. <laughs> That's where he kisses her on, right? Yeah. Um, this, uh, Jonah Hill requested to audition for the part. I'm sorry. The word is demanded. Scorsese just wanted to give him the job. Uh, uh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, they, they offered it to him. He's like, no, nah, I want to audition for this. Uh, no one knew it was going to be a prosthetic penis. I don't think actually, and they didn't know there was going to be a penis involved because everyone's uh, reactions were genuine reactions. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on, I'm coming here. That's actually kind of surprising that Jonah Hill uh, requested the audition. Uh, you guys probably didn't see uh, his Daily Show interview that he had. I like, forgot to record before. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had an interview with John Stewart, and he, I. The fact that he requested, I don't think he mentioned that. He spent the whole time talking about how he got the role, not like his time actually filming the yeah. movie. And, uh, it was surprisingly humble uh, for some. Yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> DiCaprio's dance scene was done on the spot, but it personally learned it by himself for decades. That like weird dance he did. He like just he just knows that. Good. Uh, Rob Reiner's first acting role in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's bullshit. 
Okay, feature film, yeah, because he 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 is. I've I've watched like the first two seasons of New Girl lately, and he's uh, um, De- Zooey Deschanel's dad on New Girl. Zooey, uh, Zoe, Zooey. On the Ellen Show, DiCaprio said that during the Quaalude sequence, it took them seventy takes to get the ham to stick to his face. <laughs> <laughs> you think that'd be like a props department? Like they'd figure something out. Uh, actually, it's right here. Uh, it was achieved by flicking the ham off of a spoon and using KY in order to make it sticky enough. Yeah. Uh, hold on. All right. uh, while. <sighs> okay. Like, we're all obviously gushing over this movie. But there are. It's not like everyone feels this is just a flawless movie. There are knocks on it. A lot of the knocks are that it's a, it's, it's it's, it's a three hour movie. That is intentional. That is absolutely intentional because the movie starts off. Very, very fun. It starts off, yeah, yeah, we're fucking having all these great, hilarious, crazy-ass scenes. And then at a certain point, you do start to feel it getting mm-hmm. too long. And then there's the lemon scene <laughs> that juices it back up. Yeah. Uh, because does the it's scene happen before that? After that. After, that, After okay. that, yeah. But the lemon scene sort of juices everything back up because it's such a... a it's, it's the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah. And it, they... Coincidentally, took the strongest drug in the movie. There's so many scenes where you think they're all going to be dead. Yeah, too. Just like, but a lot of the approach to it, as far as the length goes, and sort of the entertaining arc, is supposed to mirror that of a drug addict. In that, it's a blast at first, and then it gets to be a little bit of a toll. You up the stakes, mm. and it works. And then you're in a fucking hurricane. <laughs> uh, John Barenthal, I just had to say his name. Uh, yes! uh, Martin Scorsese claimed that the, the lemon sequence trying to get into the car was improvised day of. <laughs> and it was DiCaprio's idea to open the car door with his foot, uh, <laughs> of which he strained his back during of it. And that was a one take. Wow. Wow. Holy shit. I impressive. think during that scene, Rich and I were like, what the like, yeah, we were we couldn't stop. DiCaprio has to fuck him. Yeah, if he doesn't get best actor, then this he's not going to. But he he eventually will. Uh, why won't, why don't you think he will? McConaughey. McConaughey. Uh, McConaughey's gonna win that because uh, he lost fifty pounds. Can we all agree though? He deserves it. Oh, I yeah yeah yeah. Um, Jonah Hill wanted to eat a real goldfish because he wanted everything to be real. Oh. I know, right? Uh, everyone was going so hard in this movie, he didn't want to be the person who didn't. Uh, they wouldn't let him eat a real goldfish, so they had a real gold. They did get a real goldfish, but three goldfish handlers. Why does a goldfish need three <laughs> handlers? Uh, it's like a retard. Uh, three real human goldfish wranglers. Uh, he kept it in his. He was able to keep it in his mouth for three seconds at a time, and then put it back into water. So he didn't like swallow the real thing, but it was a real goldfish in his mouth every time that they mouth, did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I. Th- that is about it. Uh, the scene where uh, Brad hits Donnie is real. In fact, John Barenthal hit Jonah Hill so hard, the prosthetic teeth he was wearing split and flew out of his mouth. Oh. Uh, then proceeded to film uh, Jonah Hill's face swelling in real time. Wow. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Ooh, Julie Andrews is almost Aunt Emma. Almost, almost saw Julie Andrews get kissed by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Ju- Julie Andrews. Mary oh. Poppins, yeah. Uh, Judy Dandrews. Judy Dandrews. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. I have a theory that this movie set it was maybe the second most fun movie set to have worked on, 
second to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> it, it just sounds crazy and a party all the time. Party all the time. Um, Eddie Murphy, motherfuckers. Anything else that we could even say about Ethan Suplee? Looking weird as shit. He didn't age well at all. Jonah Hill's not going to win. He didn't get nominated for anything else but an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Nothing else. Every every other thing was Daniel Brühl, uh, Tom Hanks, and Saving Mr. Banks, which they, we're going to go down the list further, but we're not going to really get to Saving Mr. Banks because we got gypped out of everything. Does this movie... Anybody see it? What? Did anybody see Saving Mr. Banks? No. One okay. Go on. Uh, would you say that this movie, ha- any of the important Oscars... Uh, that it is a shoe in for any any one of them. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it's probably going to get shut out. Yeah. This year should be much more even than it realistically is, but for whatever reason, people have an American hustle just lodged up their ass. Oh, I never told you. All right, so everyone here has seen American Hustle except RJ. Oh, everyone, you say okay. Uh, I meant to tell you this. Uh, the best part of the movie. Arguably, is Louis C.K. beside Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, no, no, he was fantastic. But, but he was like his scenes were like mini films within the movie. Right, there were there were segments of Louis in American Hustle. Yes, uh, he was on. I think it was Leno. Uh, he revealed the end of the story. I meant to tell you what this oh, was. Oh God! Uh, and he's like, he's like, well, we filmed an ending. I'm gonna try to work on a good Louis. I don't think I can have one though. But uh, he's like, we filmed an end of the movie, uh, an end of the story. And, like, we just – they didn't make the final cut. And he's like, well, what is he? He goes, well, like, the story is that, like, the kids went out to fish one day, and my brother – the brother, like, took a dump in the snow and, like, buried it. And dad came out, and he was like, well, I'd smell like shit. And he's like – and I I said that I took the shit, so I got in trouble. And Bradley Cooper's like, well, what's the point of the story? He goes, don't take a shit in the snow. <laughs> like, that's the end of the story. It's, like, so stupid. It's like, that. then that's like, that's Louie! <laughs> yeah. uh, that and the, the, the science oven scene. The what? The science, science oven. oven. Science that was a good scene as well. Um, all right, so running out of time, so I just kind of want to breeze through some of these other uh, categories. Best actor in a leading role, Christian Bale. Uh, address that. Bruce Dern. Being old as fuck, Leonardo DiCaprio, we just talked about that. Should we tell Edgeo for? None of us saw it, right? No. All right, so I don't know if it was good. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club, he said was probably going to win. Best actress in a leading role, Amy Adams in American Hustle. Overrated, in my opinion. But an overrated chant. That's why I sang the end of it. Kate <laughs> uh, Blanchett in Blue Jasmine, she won the Golden Globe. Uh, I, yeah, I, I wanted to see Blue Jasmine. Is this is this the one with uh, Dice in it? Yeah, Andrew's class. Awesome. Sally Hawkins got nominated. Blanche. I'm like, just, just throw throw Dice a bone. Come on. Just nominate him for like sound mixing. I want to see him wear a leather jacket to the Oscars. God damn it. I want to see him win an award and accept it on behalf of Ford Fairway or whatever that movie. Was. Ford Fairlane. Eventually, Ford Fairlane, yeah. Andrew's angry ruins four copies of that soundtrack because of me. Uh, what were you gonna say? He's he's just gonna bitch about Sandra Bullock not winning Best Actress. Look at that side boob. Well, that yeah, mm-hmm. sure. inside boob. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> is that is inside that boob. finally the Inside Man sequel? Inside boob, a Spike Lee joint still. Go ahead, bitch. Go ahead. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I want to so bad. You. Mm, just the entire movie. 
She is the entire movie. There's another, what, uh, what's his name? Uh, Clooney. Clooney's in there for what, 15, 20 minutes. She is the entire movie, and she's not a lesbian. We aren't that, that, edit. What? (laughs) Sandra Bullock in Gravity, uh, Judy Dench, Philomena, and Meryl Streep, August Osage County. I want Meryl Streep to do a movie where, like, she's, like, a fucking ninja. No, like, like, yeah, like, I was going to say, like, a P. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, make this work, you cunt. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we get away from the big three, uh, the biggest snub, Tom Hanks from Captain Phillips. Any other snubs as far as, like, best film goes or anything like that? Inside Lewin Davis is not on the best film list. Did anybody see it? Nope. No, I haven't seen but it. But it should be on it? there. I, it's, at, it's at the other theater. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah we did get it in here. I just I've, I've heard so many mixed things about it. Everyone's like, it's just so. It's really sad. I've yeah, heard. it's I've heard it's like really sad. Like every that's like Coen Brothers has done sad movies before, but it still has that Coen Brothers spunk to it. And I've just heard it's like not just sad. Yeah. So I mean, I'm still gonna see it. I, I've never. Is it, have you seen a Serious Man? Anybody seen a Serious Man before? Because I've heard the same thing. Like they, it's sad as well. Um, oh, there's Jared Leto as a woman. Barkat Abdi is Barkat Abdi. All right, best actor in a supporting role: Barkat Abdi, Bradley Cooper. Way too many curls. Another thing that just more so made me sad about American Hustle was the fact that you had uh, Bradley Cooper as a greasy ass Italian and Jeremy Renner as a greasy ass Italian, Mayor Carmine Polito. And it just made me sad that like there aren't any more like young Italian American actors anymore. Yeah. The only one with DiCaprio was Don Wolf of Wall Street. And that just made me de- like depressed as an Italian American. It's your turn, Rich. And they they need me. They need me. Uh Bradley Cooper is nominated for American Hustle. Uh Michael Fassbender, uh nominated for Twelve Years a Slave. Michael Fassbender's penis, nominated for Twelve Inches a Slave. <laughs> uh Jonah Hill's prosthetic penis. Nominated just for Wolf of Wall Street. And Jared Leto's tucked-in penis for Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, one thing I will say, uh, two-time Academy Award nominee Jonah Hill. Good on him, man. He's living the dream. That man sucked titties and grandma's boy. <laughs> That's right. He was the guy that wanted to buy the boots with the fishes in them at 40-Year-Old Virgin. He was an accepted. Period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, best actress in a supporting role: Sally Hawkins, Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence, American Hustle. Consensus: She's going to win. Uh, not if she has anything to say about it. Lupita Nyong'o. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> can job. I just say this real quick? Then, uh, as a person who likes the way Jennifer Lawrence looks, uh, and like you know, I mean, I, I think every, she's very much like America's sweetheart right now. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's that good of an actress. I think that the nation is split on this. Because uh, there's people at work that feel the same way. And I thought she was the most entertaining part of American Hustle. And she was in there with really good actors and actresses. And it's somebody that, you know, I haven't read the books, but I'm drugged to the Hunger Games movies by my wife who loves them. Uh, if it wasn't for her, those movies would not be very good, and she's really good because someone's got to carry Josh Hutcherson's tiny little ass through <laughs> two and a half hours of acting. She's really, she's a really good actress. I haven't seen Winter's Bone yet either, and she's, that's supposed to be like her best work. Um, but yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people say that, so I don't know. It seems like there's a split decision. But you guys think she's good? I like her. I like Jennifer Lawrence's actress. 
There's something about this category. Go through the other the other one. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, as Mullen said, Lupita Nyong'o, um, June Squibb, who, mm-hmm. as I said earlier, is the fuck. I'll, I'll even add to it. She's the fucking shit, man. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that puss! There's something. There's something. Not her pussy, her Who? face. <laughs> she just what had this movie? angry little puss what in Nebraska. Movie? Nebraska. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's it. There's something about watching Rich, uh, looking at an 85 year old woman, and watching Rich call her the fucking shit. That's just adorable. And the uh, fifth nominee for best uh, unknown, some some young up and coming young tigress, Julia Roberts. Uh, all right. Uh, we got our five women. Did you see August? No. Or no? But you owned it. Uh, did yeah, anyone did. see? No one saw this shit. That's not what I'm going to talk about, though. Apparently, the um the the play is fantastic. Yeah. The movie, yeah, not so much. Yeah. You what do you want to talk about? There C- is Cumberbatch one is in the woman movie. that I I I am amazed that she is not in this category. Take a guess. Oprah. There it is. Did anybody For, see the Butler? Yes, I saw the Butler. Okay. It, she, uh, she, it's a supporting role. She's not in a lot, but what she has, she's good. And it's fucking Oprah. Well, she's been nominated before. Here's what I kept hearing, because I haven't seen The Butler. I heard that like every scene with Oprah doesn't seem like it belongs in the movie. <laughs> I'm, that's like an honest critique. Is like every scene that's involved her is just totally unnecessary, that's... and is just to watch like Terrence Howard play with her Hooters. I'll fight that. So now. it's it's like. Uh, they needed to finish financing the movie. She came in as a producer and said, "I want five scenes." <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I there. Uh, have you guys seen it? No, no, you haven't. Okay. No, I got totally stumped. I believe. Yeah. Uh, you had to have uh, Oprah's character in this movie. Uh, they're the son of Oprah and uh, uh, God. What was his name? Yeah, you gotta. Force Whitaker, yeah, Force and his Whitaker. crooked eye, <laughs> yeah, Force Whitaker and Oprah, uh, their so, the son character in the movie is, <laughs> is it turns out to be a very important role that puts his parents through hell. So, and there's plenty of like parent reactions that you want in this movie. So that's how I'm gonna fight that Oprah's character as the mother of this kid, not so much the wife of uh, of the main character, but the mother of this kid who's going through just as important a story. Jesus Christ, I'm so lost, RJ. <laughs> uh, one, I think I know what you're saying, and you got what it. you're saying is the story was more so the sons than the butlers. No. Uh, all right, then you know what? It doesn't I'm matter. The fact. All, all, okay, all I'm getting out of this is all you've ever wanted is a reaction from your parents. <laughs> So I think we've gone over most of the uh, awards, but we are in the fall season. I wanted to briefly, uh, I guess we can do like word association for some of the other movies that came out in this season. Uh, that uh, some of them got nominated for awards, some of them uh, just kind of exist. So uh, Hunger Games, Hunger Games, RJ, did you see the Hunger Games? We're doing word association, or just like yeah, just you saw it. Did everyone see the Hunger Games? Yeah, everyone I saw, saw it. it. Yeah, it was good, right? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, uh, highly entertaining. I would agree with that. Grab the mic if you're going to talk. It was a lot better than the first one. Thank you. <laughs> um, we talked about Frozen. Hobbit? I don't watch those movies. Hobbit? Anybody see the Hobbit? I didn't I've see been it. meaning to watch them. Uh, apparently, it was actually more entertaining than the first Hobbit movie. That's what I've heard as well. I heard and uh, I like Benedict sm- Cumberbatch uh, was great as the dragon. Has great as smog in that movie. Smog. Uh, Lone Survivor, which uh, did get nominated for a few awards on Oscars. Uh, Which is surprising because it's yeah. the best war movie since Saving Private Ryan, according to Graylin's Bill Simmons. Uh, uh, yeah, there's just so many people in the movie I just don't like. 
<laughs> like, I like Wahlberg. Fuck Emil Hirsch. Yes. I'm starting to say fuck Ben Foster just because he's good and he doesn't pick good movies. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bana is just lazy. Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Fuck everybody in that movie except Wahlberg. Um, can I talk about a movie that got snubbed? Pain and Gain. Now, <laughs> we're no, you're going back to the summer no. on this shit. Get out of here no. with that. I rewatched Pain and Gain no. and I liked it even more than I saw it in theaters. Get- Why? Why would you see that movie a second time? I didn't last through half of it the first time. I think. It is I just, terrible. It's going to be a cult classic. I just went through the whole movie saying, I don't give a shit. It's not good. Can I just say, uh, before midnight, let's give it up for sequels. <laughs> Julie Delpy, weirder, weirder. Delpy or Depley? Is it Depley? I think it's Depley. Delpy. <laughs> Delpy sounds like a My Little Pony. It sounds like the ninth elf. Or the eighth elf. Or the eighth dwarf. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. Thor. Delpy dwarf. What everyone think of Thor? I thought Thor was great. <laughs> That's a strong stance. Uh, did you like it as much as the first one? I thought it was better than the first one. Really? I liked that they just were like, fuck it. This is all fantasy shit. We're going to Asgard or wherever the fuck they are. And they're just like, yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I okay. love that shit. Did you see Thor, Rich? Didn't see it. Natalie Portman is the most expendable superhero girlfriend in the history of American cinema. Yeah, it's true. I have one question. Was there more or less than the last movie? Was there more or less Cat Dennings in this movie? More, more a little bit. I mean, I'll watch it tomorrow night. She's she, great in it too. She's she's great. She's a great being. Cat Dennings is like everything Rich could ever want in a woman and more. <laughs> and that is just from like the fucking waist up. Um because you don't even need the bottom <laughs> of Cat Dennings. I would make dough. <laughs> uh Rush, no one saw Rush. No. I heard it was great. I just don't give a shit about car movies. Yeah, that's the only thing. It just wasn't an interesting yeah. subject matter. Yeah, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, too. I didn't see the first one. I saw the first one. I liked the first one. It was clever. Uh, any movie that's got so many food animal puns, I need to see. And Bill Hader voices the lead character, so it's like, fuck it. I'll give him money. And Anna Faris. Uh, Anchorman 2, we could talk about for another 30 minutes, but... Uh... Uh, just to give my abridged version, all the original content in the movie, I highly enjoyed and laughed very hard at. Everything that seemed like a studio note to call back to the first movie, I could have done without. And the battle scene tried way too hard. And it didn't help that two of the biggest cameos were fucking spoiled on Facebook. This is a fuck you in a week on you, Radon, you piece of shit. Way to go ahead and post on Facebook the night the fucking movie comes out. That did you see, Yeah, you both saw it, right? Yeah, I yeah. See it. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? Well, then... It's been long enough. <laughs> no, you can't fuck with money for Oh, you know what you did. Um, Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. I'm sad I didn't see because yeah, I'm very entertained by every Jackass movie. That's it. It might be better just to see it on DVD and have all the extra shit. True. I can't wait until ten years where a Jackass movie is actually in like the Oscar running for serious shit. So they're just getting better and better with this stuff. We're just going to be doing prank movies, but it's going to be incredibly dramatic pranks. <laughs> uh, all I'm going to say is I already think... Van Margera gets, like, best supporting actor. <laughs> that'll, that'll make me put a bullet We're doing a kickflip off Meryl Streep's head. <laughs> <laughs> that'll make me kill myself. And that's the Meryl Streep role you're wanting. She plays a curb. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep is curb. Um... I already think Jackass 3D should have gotten best cinematography, but that's just me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, prisoners. I didn't see Prisoners. Who gives a shit? Uh, all is lost. If I want to watch Robert Redford on a boat, I just go to Martha's Vineyard for the weekend. Uh, <laughs> Mandela. Oh, uh, man. You really got screwed over, Rich. I got I got those Bono points, dog. Oh, and, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Fuck you for... <laughs> you really got screwed over. Fuck you for getting best song. Yeah. Well, I had <clears throat> Frozen... I had inside Lewin Davis. I had I thought both of those would have. I, I know uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy or whatever is up for a best original song, isn't it? Or wasn't it up? I think up inside Lewin Davis. Those Golden Globes. There's no inside Lewin Davis songs nominated for Oscars. Oh, wow. Frozen. Frozen's gonna win. Let okay. it go is the best like Disney song since uh, be our guest. <laughs> I was glad I got Mandela towards the end of the of our draft. And I was, in my defense, I was very, very big on Idris Elba. I just finished watching the whole series of The Wire, and he. How do you say his name? Idris Elba. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. And so, yeah, I was, I was very high on Idris Elba, and apparently, he's the best part of the movie. So, I mean, I'm not wrong. I would hope so. He's fucking Mandela. I know, but you can still have other good parts of the movie. <laughs> it's like watching like the fucking Queens. Like, you know, it was good. Got to play Prince Charles. <laughs> uh, Ender's Game, I did not care. Yeah, did Book care. Thief, who gives a shit, RJ? <laughs> uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, how'd that one turn out, buddy? Wow, I saw it. Did anyone else see it? I I still kind of want to see it. Okay, um, the <laughs> but I don't care if it's spoiled. It doesn't matter. No, I, you can't spoil this movie. Oh, good. Like, there's really, for the most part, he just goes nothing he, that happened. He just goes around. He just goes around <laughs> looking for this guy. It still goes around, comes back around. It's just one of those, oh, I'm super introverted. I never left the office or New York City, and now I'm going to fucking Greenland. Uh, look at me, Mom. I have this picture for Time for Time magazine. There's really nothing to spoil. Don't see the movie no, because the sure. trailer is better. Okay. It might have been Life. It was Life magazine. Midi uh, is shitty. Uh, last, Las Vegas, uh, or as I heard it, uh, only, only reason to see it is to watch one of the guys from, uh, LMFAO rub his nuts in Robert De Niro's face. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> he gives, like, Robert De Niro a lap dance and, like, like thrust in his face. I'm just saying, I'll see anything with Kevin Klein almost. <laughs> uh, uh, Grudge Match. How was Grudge Match? Anyone see Grudge Match? I wanted to see it. My parents loved it. Good. Okay, I can trust your parents' opinion. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Wind Rises hasn't even come out yet, but Tim's already got thirty points for it. Hey. Medea's Christmas, Ride Along. I've heard it's great. Riddick, no. Don John. I said I like Don John. Don John was good. Very, very, very see good. that. Uh, I happily bought that on Blu-ray because I think I can. You can rewatch that on Blu-ray. Um, there's it's graphic. <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, Carrie, Free Birds. That. You saw Carrie? Yeah. Were you telling me you went to go see it? Oh, yeah, actually, I do remember this. How was it? Man. <laughs> Wonderful. It was, yeah, it was bad. Uh, let's see. A free birds, escape plan, the family, delivery man, Jack Ryan, Rich. You know, let's, uh, whatever, man. Kenneth Branagh. And Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine. About time, walking with dinosaurs, grudge match, Labor Day. Walking you, with dinosaurs? <laughs> walking with, the, Joaquin with Joaquin dinosaurs. Joaquin with dinosaurs. That's the movie I want to see. Joaquin Phoenix with dinosaurs. Just a brontosaurus with a stupid ass mouth. Uh, you were mentioning some of the summer movies earlier. Uh, you didn't mention um, Star Trek Into Darkness. 
I was just talking about like I was going to talk about next summer. Oh, the next summer. summer. Well, are we talking about this upcoming summer yet? No, 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 not yet. We're going to have a whole another podcast about upcoming movies. Okay. But as far as like past movies, uh, you know, I'm looking at here on like best visual effects. Also nominated were Iron Man three and Star Trek and Darkness. Uh, Star Trek. I wish it was. It just. just it, I wish it made. It was still entertaining. It's I wish better it, than the first one. I wish it made a choice to be original. Star Trek in the Darkness was not better than the first Star Trek. The, no, yeah. it, it was? Uh, no, and Iron Man was almost as bad as Iron Man 2. <laughs> See, I uh, disagree very strongly about that. I love that they incorporated the fact that he's actually fucked up about seeing aliens come through a portal in the sky. And uh, I liked his little buddy stuff in Tennessee with the kid. Yeah, the kid. Yeah, I liked that bit, too. Yeah, no. You just don't have a fucking heart. No, I don't. Well, then die. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's what people with no hearts do. If you don't have a heart, you die. Well, you're not living to begin with. It just seemed like such a, like, it seemed pointless. Um, I think. Oh, Lone Ranger. Anybody see the Lone Ranger? <laughs> Although, I, 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 you and I have talked about this a lot. I may have mentioned it to you as well, Tim. But there is apparently a 45-minute storyline about werewolves in the Lone Ranger that got cut out. Holy shit! And it's already how long? Two two forty five? Like, yeah, yeah. I uh, I want to watch uh, Wolf of Wall Street uncut and Lone Ranger uncut back to back, and then go on about the next day because <laughs> they would basically fucking take up a whole day. Um, yeah. Wait, wait. Didn't um, Johnny Depp get a Razzie nomination for? Oh, yeah, well, let's briefly go over the Razzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll pull up the Razzies. Uh, also, uh, another movie I do want to talk about. Well, I, I mean, I saw it. I, we don't need to talk about. it. I saw Prince Avalanche. Fuck that movie. <laughs> what? It was a. Uh, it was a direct. It was uh, like a video on demand movie that David Gordon Green directed. So the guy that did Pineapple Express and Your Highness. Uh, okay. uh, that Paul Rudd and Emil Hirsch were in. Where it's about like like fucking dudes and Christmas trees or something. No, Wait, can I say something bold? That's the other on the Paul Rudd on demand movie you were thinking about with Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah. This one was they were uh, Texas road workers in the eighties, and I'll watch anything with Paul Rudd, uh, yeah. where they're just painting lines because there was a big fire there, and then they just talk in ways that human beings don't talk, and it was just fucking so everything that you hate about indie movies, Tim. I was just going to say, can Danny McBride go fuck himself? <laughs> you don't like Danny McBride? I hate everything he is. I, I he hated made... Danny McBride, and I've come around to Danny McBride. I've also, I really want to see, I, I haven't watched any of Eastbound and Down, which apparently is fucking brilliant. Nope. Uh, yeah, I've heard great things. Because I remember uh, me, Tony, and Keaton, two of my uh, best friends I was living with at the time, went and saw The Foot Fist Way. Has anyone ever else seen The Foot Fist Way? It's a movie that basically got Danny McBride put on the map. Like, Will Ferrell saw it. Like, loved it and, like, fucking put Danny Bride and everything. And it sucked. So, get, put a bad taste in my mouth to start with Danny Bride. And then he was in Tropic Thunder and didn't do anything. He was in all these movies and didn't do anything. He was great in This is the End. Yeah. Um, I saw This is the End and I, I warmed up to him a little bit. But e- everything else, but I'm, I'm like. I'm still jaded yeah. by his history of everything else that he's been in that has just ruined the movie for me. Literally but ruined the movie for his me. His role in Tropic Thunder is what had me start turning around on him in that, like, that should be his size of role in anything he's in. He was. It's not too much with Danny McBride. There can absolutely be too much, and it's not too little because he still does have something to offer 
and his he's got a unique delivery and all that stuff. I got the Razzie nominations up here, so we can end this on a horrible note. Uh, here we go. Worst, or should we work our way up to worst picture, or yeah, just yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, maybe we could just add as a footnote if, if we do instill the the rule next year. If, if Razzie nominations get you negative points in this movie league that we've talked about. Uh, with Medea Christmas alone, I think I'd be moving from second place to what fifth, <laughs> fourth or fifth probably. Yeah, you would have lost like sixty or seventy points. It just sucks because it it tends to gear towards summer movies, and there's no way to penalize unless. Ooh, I'll pitch this everybody as your commissioner. Um, so, if you have movies in the summer, like if your team had movies in the summer, they get nominated for Razzies. You have to start the following summer in the negative. So like say so say like uh, Santos for Grown Ups Two, like he'd have to start the summer at like negative seventy points and work his way out of that hole for getting no okay worth the try, yeah worth the try. All right, worst screenplay. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they even take screenplay into account is cute, and these a lot of these are just gonna get repeated. But uh, After Earth, Grown Ups Two, The Lone Ranger, Medea Christmas, and Movie Forty Three, which uh, someone at work actually suggested. You would love movie 30, 43. Movie like, 43 like sweeps the Razzies this year. You've seen it? Yeah, no, I okay. It was on Netflix on my recommended for you. Yeah, because, me too. Because I like Chris Pratt. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the absolute I like I Netflix scrolled through every scene a little bit. I couldn't go through a single actual like scene of it, except for the Chris Pratt scene. I powered through it and it was fucking have you seen the movie chris pratt has a problem because his new fiance wants him to take a poop on him put poop on her so i'll just go through some of the names that actually (laughs) were credited with writing these things uh after earth uh, was m night Shyamalan, gary Weta, and story by will smith all right uh grown-ups 2 was uh adam sandler and two dudes uh, Lone Ranger was like five, eight, ten people. Medea Christmas was just Tyler Perry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was or the eleven, two thousand eleven. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, movie forty three has obviously because it was like segments of like movies or whatever. Um, the biggest name being Bob Odenkirk, which is kind of depressing. I don't think... No, the biggest name is... Uh, to write, to get in a writing credit. Gotten a writing credit. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and James Gunn, the guy that's going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, worst director, Dennis Dugan for Grown Ups 2, Tyler Perry, M. Night Shyamalan, 13 people for Movie 43, <laughs> including Elizabeth Banks, Peter Farrelly, James Gunn, Bob Odenkirk, Brett Ratner, uh, and Gore Verbinski for The Lone Ranger. <laughs> Worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel, Grown Ups 2, Hangover Part 3, which I didn't see. You saw, right? I saw I it. I you saw it? It is ex- it's the exact same formula, and they thought it would work a second time. Let's do it a third! And you just don't give a fuck anymore. And I hear it's not even so much like a comedy. It's, it's not. It's not supposed to be funny. It's just their uh, their effort at putting a nice little bow at the end of the series. The Lone Ranger. <clears throat> Scary Movie 5. It's good for them. And Smurfs 2. Worst screen combo. You have two heavy hitters here. The entire cast of Grown Ups 2. And the entire cast of Movie 43. <laughs> 
50 people. <laughs> uh, as well as uh, Lindsay Lohan and Charlie Sheen in Scary Movie 5. Tyler Perry and either Larry the Cable Guy or that worn out wig and dress. Permanent Christmas. So if that wins, do they like rock, paper, scissor to find out whether it's going to be Larry the Cable Guy or the, the, he, the wig? Larry the Cable Guy will lose rock, paper, scissors to a wig and a dress. <laughs> uh, and Jaden Smith and Will Smith on planet nepotism in After Earth. <laughs> uh, we're supporting actress Selma Hayek in Grown Ups 2. Catherine Heigl in The Big Wedding. I don't even know what that movie was. It, it came out the summer. Dan had it. <laughs> All right. It came out the weekend after my wedding. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian in Temptations, uh, Temptation, Confessions of a Ma- Marriage Counselor. Uh, Lady Gaga in Machete Kills. It's such a good movie, guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. In a movie that's supposed to be like a cheesy grindhouse yeah, type movie. what it's movie, supposed to be, Machete Kills is legitimately fantastic. Was she like, but like, was she bad for what it was supposed to be? She was exactly what the movie needed. Okay. As was uh, Sophia Vigar. Spoiler alert. I'm pretty sure I got the spoiler for me. Isn't Lady Gaga and Cuba Gooding Jr. the same character? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone out. I'm watching this now. <laughs> uh but you have to see Machete before you see Machete Kills because there's, and this is true, plenty of story that you definitely don't want to miss. <laughs> that was convincing <laughs> as hell. Uh, and then the last in this category, uh, Lindsay Lohan in Inappropriate Comedy and Scary Movie 5 as herself and herself, respectively. Was, was that her first return to film since her fucking fallout? No, we're getting there in a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, and she also did that Liz and Dick movie. It was that oh, made-for-TV Lifetime movie. <laughs> it was so bad it should have gotten nominated for this and it wasn't even in theaters. Yeah. Uh, worst supporting actor, Chris Brown in Battle of the Year as Rooster. What? <laughs> Cock-a-doodle don't. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, from now on, Mala has to make a quip about every single one. <laughs> uh, Larry the Cable Guy in A Medea Christmas as Buddy. Get her don't. <laughs> Taylor Lautner in Grown Ups 2 as Frat Boy Andy. Twilight, but it's like light as in like like light beer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Will Smith in After Earth as Cypher Rage. Don't go back to Earth. <laughs> Nick Swartzen in Grown Ups 2 and A Haunted House as Nick Hilliard and Chip the Psychic, respectively. He sucks. <laughs> Nick Swartzen? He's never made me laugh. In He's never made me think about laughing. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Worst Actress. Halle Berry in The Call and Movie 43 as Jordan Turner and Emily, respectively. Selena Gomez in The Get- or Getaway as The Kid. Not Spring Breakers. Lindsay Lohan in The Canyons as Tara, which are here is like apparently a fucking crazy-ass movie. The Canyons? Yeah. It's the movie she did with a porn dude. James Dean? Rubble without a cause. <laughs> <laughs> Rubber without a cause. Well, it always has a cause. <laughs> well, not if it has a hole in it. Uh, where was I? Let's stay up and write that tonight, huh? <laughs> uh, Tyler Perry in A Medea Christmas as Medea, Naomi Watts in Diana, and Movie 43 as Princess Diana and Samantha Miller. I originally drafted uh, Diana to be an actual movie in my movie league. That would have been horrible. Worst actor, Johnny Depp in The Lone Ranger as Tonto. Ashton Kutcher in Jobs as Steve Jobs. Yeah. Adam Sandler in Grown Ups 2 as Larry Fetter. Jaden Smith in After Earth as Kitai Rage. 
and uh, Sylvester Stallone in Bullet to the Head, Escape Plan, and Grudge Match <laughs> as James Bobo Bonomo, Ray Breslin, and Henry Razor Sharp, respectively. Holy I'll say shit. it one more time. James Bobo Bonomo. <laughs> That's so not a wrestling good. reference. That's a weird way to say a name. <laughs> and finally, worst picture, After Earth, Grown Ups 2, The Lone Ranger, A Madea Christmas, and Movie 43. Was Lone Ranger that bad? Yes. It was apparently absolutely dog shit. Wow. And yet... Army Hammer came out of this unscathed. He's really great in it. I heard that he's really good, and I heard that like the last 45 minutes are wonderful. It's just everything that gets there is just like, fuck this. <laughs> it's like, frustrating. I've heard the end of the movie, like everyone's like, where the fuck was this? There, there needs to be a collective put together to just approach Johnny Depp and just say, knock it off. Is that, am I wrong in saying that? Uh. This might be an awful reference, but did anybody uh, remember that old Mad TV sketch with uh, Bob Newhart where I think it's Mo Collins goes in the office and she's like, well, I'm here for some therapies. Okay, what's the problem? And she's, like, she's like, well, I'm, I'm really afraid of being buried alive in a box. Oh, okay. Stop it! Yes. <laughs> I love that it's sketch. It's a great sketch because it's Bob Newhart. Yeah. Uh, that's what someone needs to do to Johnny Depp is just yeah. sit him in a room and tell him to stop it over. Uh, so what role do you want to uh, play next, Johnny? Thinking I could be John Wayne on a biopic, but instead of John Wayne, I could be uh, Asian John Wayne. Stop it! Don't do that! Uh, what else? Uh, I can be Hunter S. Thompson again. Stop it! We've seen that! Uh, I could be Adam Sandler. That's worth a shot. <laughs> it's crazy enough to work. Just flip-flop them careers. Just fucking have Johnny Depp do stupid comedies and have Adam Sandler going back to doing serious shit because he's actually not bad at it. You know who I said should have been doing comedies from the get-go and maybe he wouldn't be where he is right now as uh, America's... The, the inverse to Jennifer Lawrence, America's most hated person right now probably, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I feel like... Because I watched him as a kid on Even Stevens. Mm -hmm. And granted, it was on Even Stevens, and I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. And I think he could have made it if he just did some comedies. But he did the serious shit, and now he's ripping off of comic books. Remember that Disney Channel original movie where he played an autistic kid? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I guess we missed that one by a couple years. It's called called True Calling. And his sister is named True, and he's autistic. <laughs> it was the beginning. And there's, this, there's a really, really hilarious, that shouldn't be hilarious scene, where Shia LaBeouf's character gets lost in a library. <laughs> <laughs> and he's literally running through rows of books going, True! True, where are you? That's, that's filming that scene where he got all the inspiration for all this fucking shit he's doing. He's just picking up books and just using them. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is a certain shade of shit that <laughs> that is really like I've never seen a person go become a pariah like like from yeah. zero to sixty. Holy, he single handedly almost like helped Jim Carrey's career by Jim Carrey saying a sentence about him. Uh, though I did like Lawless. I didn't see Lawless. Lawless was he in that? Yeah, yeah. he wasn't it. Tom Hardy and uh, Shia LaBeouf. Well, Shia LaBeouf. Anyway, the last Shia LaBeouf movie I saw was. Do you want to yawn any louder into the microphone? Yeah. <laughs> now you just sound like Shia LaBeouf in that True Calling movie. 
<laughs> they obviously did not get way. autism. They just went f- <laughs> full on retarded person and didn't even like pass like the nuances of autism. Because I think there's a scene, uh, I could be wrong, in that movie when he's running through the library and it does like one of those like from his point of view thing and everything's like shaky cam and like oh. super blurry. It's like, this is what an autism sees. <laughs> this is what an autistic kid sees through No, their no. Eyes. I like to think the director of that movie is like, this is what an autism sees. <laughs> So, all right. Well, we covered the top of the top. We covered the bottom of the bottom. And then a little little bit more even beyond that. So, going to start wrapping things up. Uh, Before we go, just want to thank you very much for listening to the true inaugural episode of The Blank Slate. Uh, Be sure to go find Blank Slate on Podswoggle.com. uh, soon to be, uh, soon to be on iTunes, on Stitcher. Uh, rate us five stars. Leave us a review. If you leave us a review, uh, we will read the review, no matter what it says. If it's five stars, we'll read it indiscriminately on the air. And feel free to tweet us at Blank Slate Pod on Twitter, and or send us an email at Blank Slate Podcast at Gmail dot com. And as always, don't forget our sister podcast, Podswoggle, Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. If that's uh, the cut of your jib and you like professional wrestling, uh, we do the same thing about that on a consistent basis. Check us out at podswoggle.com and on iTunes. All right. Considerably less plugs on this show. For now. now. Uh, So, Tim, since you have the mic on the other side there, uh, do you have any last thoughts on this past Oscar season? Or just movies in general? Uh, I'll be upset if Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't win Best Actor. And, um, yeah, like I said, go see RoboCop, go see Pompeii. They're going to be great movies, and you could be doing your, your buddy a solid. Thank you. <laughs> RJ? Wait, can we just quote? Uh, we have a, a friend, Jeff, in the league as well. Um, who's, who's uh, uh, what, fourth or fifth place right now? Uh <laughs> Uh, he has one more movie left to come out, uh, I, Frankenstein, uh, which is currently on a 3% of Rotten Tomatoes. But he said if he makes $2.4 billion in the box office, <laughs> he could still win this league. So uh, miracles are possible. RJ? Uh, um, playing games with Chris Mullet is just not worth it. It's not fun anymore. Why is, why is that? Fucking, he wins. He's yeah, I challenge you to a bass guitar off your dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mullet. Hey, look, I didn't come and ask you to do, like, a gay movie league. So, like, you automatically win. Um, I'm not like a movie, it's just like a gay, like a gay league. Like, you but get, you get a point for every comment. million gay things you do. <laughs> oh, I thought you can, like, draft Neil Patrick Harris. No. And, <laughs> and, like, you get, like, points for everything he hosts. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who else, like who are some of the other famous gays? There's there like another one. Oh, what's his name? That dude from Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons. He's like the Department of Science because fuck Big Bang. Theory. Uh, Ian McKellen. Oh yeah, he's just a motherfucking uh, boss. Raven <laughs> Simone. Yeah. Oh yeah, Raven Simone's gay now. That's weird. Yeah, right. Weird, wild stuff. <laughs> Portia de Rossi's still gay. Yeah. Well, yeah. she has to be. Um, famous gay people. Um, they're coming out of the woodwork. Uh, the modern- Darren, no! <laughs> I just. Well, you're that. lucky it's over. So for Tim, for RJ, 
for the man to my right who you'll hear on the rest of these. This is Rich saying thanks for listening to the Blank Slate. You can delete this now. And it's over. All right, fine. This is Rich. Catch us later. I even did the deuces, like, live. I can't, because you can't not do it. I can't. Like, catch us later, and I just feel like, ugh. But if I do it with the, catch us later, and I do the sideways peace sign, I'm like, all right, well, at least I'm, like, fully just, like, peeing a piece of shit. What about you, mullet? Fuck you. (laughs)